Yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the Jack Daniels to my Peppy Van Winkle, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. That's that's what Jack Daniels sounds like? Yeah. To you? Yeah. Just, just it's, even keel? That's me. All right. Jack Daniels. And uh, the whistle pick of the group, Nate Laux. Hey, everybody. That's that's, that's a high class. You should have you should have whistled like a pig. No, that's not how that I goes. don't know. That's really gross. And that was special really gross. special guest, uh, Screwball, Alex Pappas. That's the peanut butter whiskey. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's I, I see. I should have been Screwball. No, I don't. Well, like this was much. one of the first I'm times cuckoo. That you weren't insulted by the thing. Yeah, being he, the well, Jack Daniels. Is I mean, good. I like Jack Daniels. Yeah. Like, if he would have said something like Admiral Nelson, which is you know shitty rum, or you yeah. know, this is my way of saying you're fine. I'm better. That you know, that's that's what I'm <laughs> oh, trying to say. Are you into though? The fine talk again. That's not good. You mix your again. Jack with warm diet coke. Uh, if that, oh, if excuse the, me. This is warm caffeine free <laughs> diet. Coke. It's late. If that's better, then I want to die. <laughs> it is better because I can sleep then. All right, can kill me. Hey guys, it's a movie podcast where we talk about the last movies we saw. Maybe we'll play a game. I don't know. Talk about some trailers. Some trailer talk. Have some some jokes. Yeah, but right off the bat, some as camaraderie. Always, no, no camaraderie this time. Friendship. Okay, a little bit. A little bit of chit chat. You got anything else you want it? Uh, some riff raff. That's not even a thing. Skullduggery. <sighs> Shenanigans. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> What's the sponsor today, Brad? Do we have one? Oh, we absolutely have one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just show up without a sponsor. Well, you are the executive producer of this podcast, meaning you have to bring the money. What can I say? I like to bring in money from uh, big swinging dick companies. Yep. Uh, and today, you know, you're not gonna find a bigger dick swinging around than a can of Pringles. <laughs> I got this big thick can of Pringles here. <laughs> so it's not a. I can't drink that. Well, I mean, you can if you try, but you're going to be disappointed. Uh, I imagine you'll probably still be disappointed anyway, because uh, this is the this is the kind of snack that you just hate the most that I, it's that I bring. That it's a Pringles thing that tastes like something different. So right? this is a, a Walmart exclusive flavor. Oh, good. Of Pringles. Uh, and the it's flavor. Dirty ass crack. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, shopping cart handle. Uh, no, but whew, you got some good. Uh, these these are good options for Birdie Bots every flavor beans from from Harry Potter. Mm. But uh, no, this is a Philly cheesesteak Pringles. Yeah, I'm sure they're amazing. So it's a Walmart exclusive. I haven't tried them yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get out a couple chippies here. I'm gonna don't, give I'm gonna give no. pass the can of chippies I, nope, to you. You nope, gotta try it. Got, no, this is what we do. Nope, this is what we do when we got a snack here. Nate, I know you're gonna want to get down on this. No, no, I oh, no, but you're gonna don't. have to try one of these chips, or else I'm gonna fucking kill you. Alex, will you just take a chip? No, listen, the podcast is not me having to eat a yeah, snack. Yeah, he's not the host. Right? <laughs> the podcast is you take, having to eat a snack. Take one chip out of there, give one to Nate, give one to yourself, give a little give a little crunch, 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 crunch. I mean, I'll try it, because, you know. Give a little crunch, crunch. I'm going to be honest with you, the Ooh, smell's not great. That's not a face that's excited about this chip. Oh, you know what? Not bad. It tastes like it tastes like peppers. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a it's a it's like a, a vaguely cheesy green peppers. I can't. Yeah, but there was like an initial that like, smell. The t- yeah, the uh-uh. smell on the tongue. Uh-uh. Uh, the first taste wasn't great. The 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 eventual taste. The flavor. Wasn't terrible. The fl- you you get the you get the steak and the cheese a little while after the chips been in your mouth. The smell is not good. Just though. so no. happy that we're doing this completely fucking stupid. Taste testing. The listeners don't care. Why would you want to listen to a podcast? People, you know what it tastes like. It tastes like the, 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 it's very forward when the, the green pepper. Is not it. Let me throw some context at you, <sighs> okay? Because that smell was heinous. It was maybe the worst smell that's like somebody sold that to somebody. Like, 
put, put this in Walmart. Those people aren't going to care about the smell. Uh, so my dad has very important cheese rules, which is essentially cheese can't go bad. You just cut the bad parts off. Uh, so sometimes he would make Yeah, and I'm not sure that's his rule <laughs> as much as a choice he's making. So sometimes he What would, restaurant does he own again? We're not what, talking Wendy's. about that now. <laughs> that's just a cheese sauce and he doesn't make it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so he would occasionally make like eggs or a grilled cheese with cheese that normal people maybe wouldn't think was cheese anymore. But that's still cheese, just the bad parts get cut off. That smell is the smell of the part that got cut off. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it does smell like stinky feet cheese. When you, ke- when you cook old cheese. So that's a hard no. That was, that but was the flavor hard. wasn't bad. Hey, thanks, Brad, for just livening up the night with the cheesy gordita crunch. I would love to try chips tasting flavored like a cheesy gordita crunch. Actually, I was hoping you would bring that. I don't think they make them yet, but when they do, I'll, I'll be first in Get line. on it, Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell, don't just do the stupid cheese crisps you have out now. Partner with Lay's. Yeah, get us a nice uh, steak quesarito potato chip. I'd, I'd try that. A Dor- steak quesarito Dorito. Hey, Nate, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Ooh, uh, the last movie I saw, I was assigned to see by my my buddy. Uh, I think, did, ben, did you assign this one to me? Oh, I don't remember. Or did Brad? Mm-hmm. Brad? It's, it's been a whole week. It? Krampus? Yeah, yeah, I gave this one to you because I figured it would be a nice transition a from spooky season into holidays. Yeah, so as as listeners know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Christmas movies. I've seen, you know, this is where I'm going to shine on this podcast. These jokers... If you look at our movie list, the Joker was not a Christmas movie. Have not seen very many Christmas movies. I've seen no, 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 no. I've no. seen plenty of no, Christmas you have movies not. in my no, day. No, you have not. Yeah, there is so but many lifetime I'm, Christmas movies. You guys, those have aren't not. Christmas movies. Those those are Christmas abominations. <laughs> um, and so uh, I was assigned then a movie that would bridge the gap, um, not only seasonally a, a, but a emotionally, bridger uh, between the fall season, the autumn season, Halloween. Uh, in the in the Advent Christmas season, and this movie was Krampus, which came out in 2015, um, and I really enjoyed this movie. Thank you for suggesting this to me. Um, actually, it kind of it, it it can be a little campy at times, honestly. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, which I loved because yeah. some of the horror movies that I remember seeing as like a middle schooler are the the campiest, awfulest horror movies that I love. I think of like things like Puppet Master, yeah. right? And this um, is kind of the idea because like they use practical creatures yep, for yep. for the monster. It, it really did remind me of Puppet Master at times yeah. because it, you've got to think what is Studios was the actual puppeteers and things yeah. like this. Um, what is Studios being the company that uh, did the impressive effects for the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah, and a bunch of other. A bunch of stuff since yep. then, yeah. But anyway, the, the premise is obviously uh, Krampus is a, a mythical character in Austrian Bavarian lore that is kind of a partner of Santa Claus or a little bit the yin to Santa Claus is his yang. Um, and, and and I was actually, I went into this kind of like deep dive for Krampus and there, there's a lot of kind of debate about, again, the historical legacy of him. But essentially, just think about a, um, a hoofed, demon-y, Santa Claus-y yeah. person that instead of giving you gifts on christmas punishes the people that have done wrong yeah and um so essentially it's this family that is going to get punished uh super dysfunctional family yeah and what i love about the film brad um is the first half of the film is really just a christmas movie yeah um they don't really let on that it's a horror movie right away um it it could literally be a home alone-ish type of movie you've got a young boy that um, is upset at his family. There's some 
older kids making fun of him, yeah. that he still believes in Christmas, these kind of things. And so it sets up as kind of a, a youthful kind of Christmas movie with complicated family dynamics, which is not a, a, a holiday movie that is rare, yeah. right? Um, but then it gets into this kind of fun, like I said, campy, uh, horror, Krampus thing. And I, I just loved it. I, I really did. Yeah. I actually have been it's telling a lot of people to watch it. This so. is, and it's, uh, it's directed by Michael Doherty, uh, who did Trick or Treat. Which I just I I hate to admit I've not seen. Yeah, you, you'll have to watch Trick or Treat at some point, even though Halloween is over. I maybe you should watch it on Halloween because it is a great Halloween movie. And if you guys mock me ever for my love of Christmas movies, Krampus not... will kill you. Here's the thing: I will mock you for like the shitty ones that you waste your time watching. But like, I I love me a good Christmas movie. The problem is, is that most Christmas movies are are that are good are few and far between. We also have um, a connection today. So, which I did not realize until I started watching the movie, that um, MJ Anthony, which I watched in Krampus, is in the movie that Ben watched as well. Oh. Well, Ben, what did you watch? He was in Creed? Mm-hmm. That's the last movie I watched. We didn't care about the last movie you watched yet, dummy. We're talking about our assignments. Oh, I thought we were doing the thing where we talked about the last movie we saw. Well, we'll get to that, but we're talking about the assignments right now. Yeah, we, okay, well, fine. Chef! I watched Chef! Ah! So who's hurry, <laughs> No, I didn't watch the Swedish chef. Oh. I watched Well, I just call him Chef because I respect chef. him. <laughs> I did as I assigned you this. I love this film. Um Which one is the Anderson? MG, MG, it's the son. Ah, gotcha. It's the kid. Um gotcha. so the, the child. The, the child in this Adorable. is the main child in uh Krampus. Yeah. So. Adorable child actor. Yeah, he, he does really really well. does a great job. Yeah. Chef was great. It's very uh it's an easy watch. There's not really a lot of stakes as far as well, there's some stakes because he's a chef. Oh my god! Bam! Yeah. Gotcha. They look delicious too. Walked into that yeah. one. Don't talk about steaks. We're talking about a chef movie. Jesus. God. No, I, I get what you're saying, but th- this isn't a high cost movie. But it's one of those films that when you're done with, you're just kind of glad you you're, watched. You're left with <laughs> you a good know? feeling. Like it's exactly, feel good movie yeah. for sure. And you're hungry. Oh, the food! The food was mm. it looked tremendous. Mm. It is though, like you know, it, it's it's 2012, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, So, you know, the kid knowing what Twitter really is and the dad not, it makes a lot more sense in 2012 because even now, you know, he's not that old in the movie. If if Twitter was in 2022, he would absolutely know what it was. Yeah, imagine if he tried to pull, like, use Twitter today. (laughs) You fucking nightmare. Anyway, that was a really uh, fun way to do it. Uh, I liked everything about the movie. And it again, it was just an enjoyment. It was just I was just like, oh, this is great the whole you, time through. What I like about it is, uh, I actually John Favreau is a great director, right? He's awesome. uh, just mm-hmm. a, such a skilled director, and it, it seems like he's found a lot of home behind, obviously in uh, the Star Wars universe, the Marvel universe, behind the camera, these kind of things. I I actually really do enjoy him as an I actor love him as, as well. An actor, yeah. So uh, another reason why I really love this film is he gets to kind of carry it. Um, John Leguizamo does well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just it's I not a, loved, it's not a ton of characters. There's not a lot there. Um, and I always love seeing Oliver Platt show up. Yeah, he's yes. just, he's who great. doesn't love Oliver? Yeah, Platt. you know why I like it because I've worked in restaurants a lot in my life, and it doesn't it doesn't oversell the the heroic rock star badassness, and it's not like the bear where it also just gives you the. You'll probably kill yourself <laughs> if you do this job Which any I love longer. The bear, thing. But yes, and like, yeah, and like all of those things are truisms in restaurants, sure. But this was the one that was like, no, people typically do this because they love it. It's hard and it sucks, but 
there there's love that's a part of it and it was nice to see that in the film because you don't see that usually what? chefs and movies watching, are obsessive and mean watching a chef through the eyes of of somebody who has seen uh the, what is it the bear the bear first is it is a little different because yep. the very first time somebody called him chef i had heard that obviously so much from that show it didn't even phase me but i thought oh yeah that is uh, that would have been different to well, hear well you've that. seen ratatouille too right once okay yeah, they call each other chef in that movie. I think too. that I think they call each other rat. Also, this well, was that's kind the rat's of name Tui. This also hmm. was oh. kind of at the beginning of Rat A Tui, or at least kind of at the, at the beginning ish of a lot of the food truck movement as well. Sure. So, yeah, and that's well, I mean, that's that, and that's largely because of Twitter too, because Twitter really was instrumental in getting a lot of attention to food trucks, especially where they in were places like L.A. Yeah, because you yeah. had to like look on Twitter and be like, oh, where are they at today to be able to find them. So, oh, Ratatouille, it's. It's the food and also he's a rat. <laughs> okay. I hate this oh, guy so much. Man, you know, just two and two together. It's going to be right one of those there. nights. Uh, so I don't know. I think we've mentioned this on this podcast before, if not somewhere, one of the other uh, stupid shows we do. Um, <laughs> but uh, after doing this movie, because John Favreau did a lot of legit like research into like cooking and like working with real chefs and stuff like that, he has a show on Netflix uh, called The Chef Show where it is it's him um working with uh, i forget his name uh david Choi. i think that's who I'm it pretty is sure it's david Choi. yeah um where they he brings in some of his like uh celebrity friends and collaborators and they uh cook food together and try stuff like he makes the the grilled cheese from chef with uh bill burr which is a lot of fun that's cool um but yeah the, sh- the show itself is really there's actually a really funny moment on the show too where he has gwyneth paltrow on uh and they um they, they i think they're making paprika or something like that and uh, she forgot that she was in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh Jesus! Yeah, she, she like mentioned she's like you remember when we were on uh, we were on Spider-Man and we had that right? And she's like Spider-Man. She's like yeah, we made the Spider-Man movie. Remember we, uh, you and you and uh, uh, and and uh, and Robert you know Downey Jr. We did that scene. She's like I wasn't in Spider-Man. Oh and he's my like, god! And he's like no, you 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 were no, you were there. <laughs> I remember it. No, it's a uh, I did watch him chopping the vegetables. You know, and chopping it's clearly, broccoli. It's truly him. Yeah. doing the work it's almost like watching somebody playing the piano and you're like oh they, are they going to cut away to a hand model doing it no no no. it's john Favreau, john Favreau can can cut vegetables man like a, like a freaking chef no yeah he's very, awesome. he's very good he's a, he's a great cook now yeah so yeah chef good stuff good stuff what Glad about you talk. brad what, uh, what did we make you watch uh you made me watch the way of the gun um and boy this movie just comes right out of the gate Doesn't with it? uh with like aggression aggression uh lots of um uh homophobic f-bombs a little bit um, <laughs> uh, very very aggressive. Uh, Ryan Philippi against Sarah Silverman. He just beats the shit out of her yep. for for. Uh, I mean, uh, no, no, like you didn't need to be that uh, aggressive with her. I so, don't think so. Brad, when you said this, a lot of homophobia. I'm like, oh, is this like what, 1950s or 60s? Nope, it was nope. mid 2000. The year 2000. <laughs> uh, but it does set the stage for who these characters are because the movie uh, itself. So it's directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, this is his directing debut after he wrote The Usual Suspects. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Chris McQuarrie has directed the most recent Mission Impossible movies. Um, and he's a, a very good filmmaker. Um, he also worked on Top Gun Maverick uh, as well. He did on- you, real just real quick, did you like this movie? I'm, I'm going to get to that. Uh, let, let me let me yeah, guide hey, my conversation hey, the same way that you guide your conversation. Take me on a journey, buddy. Take me um, on a journey. And so, I just want to know right now. The movie is basically, the best way to describe it is it's Pulp Fiction meets Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. Uh, and the second t- part, really getting a very obvious reference because the characters go by the real last names of Butch and Sundance. Um, and so it's the, the the idea is basically it's this like 
hyper-violent kind of uh, crime thing with double-crossing um, and uh, just a lot of uh, gun violence and uh, re- really just shady characters. Like, the characters in this movie that Ryan Phillippe and Benicio Del Toro play uh, are not likable in, in any way. They're, they're terrible. <laughs> and, like, I read more about this after the movie came out, and, like, Chris McCory was kind of, like, he was trying to make a movie that really kind of spat in the face of the kind of movies that Hollywood was making at the time, movies like Pulp Fiction, things like that, where they presented these like very uh, morally questionable situations and characters, but still offered somewhat redeeming qualities because a lot of times notes from executives and studios like that, they have you put stuff in there so that it's not quite so bad. This movie was intended to be like, no, all these people suck. They are responsible for like this shitty situation. And like the twist of the knife is like the end of the movie is like the, the one final scene basically makes all of the violence and everything that happened in this movie completely moot. Um, and so uh, I, I liked it for the most part. I think I would have liked it more if I saw it at the time it came sure, out. Sure. There have been so many movies that have come out since, you know, that feel like they do what this movie does. Um, but yeah, I appreciate how, how hard it went for like just making these characters really just, uh, just terrible. <laughs> do you, uh, do you want to, do you remember the opening line? I do. I don't want to say it because uh, it. it's. I don't, I don't want you to say it either um, because it's. It's pretty. It, it's super vulgar and it's. Yeah, it's, but I want to say it. I don't want you to say it because you want to say it for the wrong reason. Um, but, it, but if you if you want to go find, find if you want to go find out, it's not funny actually. It's it's really terrible. Um, but if you want to find out, Ryan Phillippe says uh, <laughs> just just an all time like <laughs> vulgar and uh, hateful is insult at Sarah Silverman over who is the top crazy batshit terrible thing you could possibly say bar none and it's 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 it shocks you honestly yeah is this a film you saw like first year of college or? oh yeah okay yeah. oh and i bet you and i bet you he was sitting there like i'm gonna be just like ryan Philippi and benicia de toro no, when I, grow up. I knew they were bad people i just thought it was i thought the 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 insult was hilarious back in the day uh so yeah the way of the gun pretty good didn't love it but yeah not bad so what'd you think of it Pretty good. <laughs> Didn't love it. Not bad. <laughs> Alex. Yes. What's the last movie you saw? Uh, the last movie that I, I, I watched uh, to completion was Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. Oh, okay. What'd and, you think? Uh, you know, that it happened. And uh, I, I, I didn't know anything about it, mm-hmm. which is usually how I like to do his stuff yeah. anyways. Uh so, Wes Anderson? Yes, Wes Anderson stuff. Uh, but I wasn't expecting vignettes. Mm-hmm. I was expecting like a film. And so that was I mean, a shock. I mean, it is still a film. Right. But uh, it was fine. I feel like maybe if it had been reorganized, I don't know. Like, I like Wes Anderson a lot as a filmmaker. Sometimes I don't like Wes Anderson films. So, like, yeah. I didn't like Isle of Dogs or the Dogland or whatever that movie was Isle called. You got it right the first time, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, I love Dogland. Yeah, I didn't have any, uh, like, I didn't enjoy that. I didn't think it, I didn't like it, but I still like him. Uh, and I don't know. I guess I have a real hard time trying to come to terms with what the point of the French Dispatch was, I yeah. think, other than, like, it just. You mean the movie happened. or the actual French Dispatch? No, the movie. Like, I mean, like, the- it, it was fun. In kind of like a Wes Anderson way, but it lacked so much direction that it was like, I think what the, are we doing here, bud? I think the idea was to actually, because the French Dispatch was a real periodical that sure. was published, um, and uh, it was very much a, a slice of life representation, like the stories that it told. And I think that Wes Anderson tried to emulate that in the mm-hmm. vignette style and to do these kinds of things. And 
uh, create like somewhat of like an overarching thematic element that like connected these characters and like the kind of stories they tell, but also just like ha- also present the French Dispatch in a way because like it makes the French Dispatch itself part of the story, right. you know, by by setting uh, mm-hmm. part of it in the the offices of, of the actual you know periodical and that kind of thing. Um, you know, it's it's just for me, I think it's like just one of those things where Wes Anderson has such unique storytelling sensibilities. I feel like this is the kind of movie that probably only Wes Anderson oh, well, yeah, could, could tell. Sure. It's just such a, a quirky, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, and honestly, like this is probably the most Wes Anderson movie there yeah. is because the not only does it have his like diorama um, tableau like style mm-hmm. symmetrical photography, but like he gets some animation in there. Mm-hmm. He switches up aspect ratios. Yep. He goes from color to black and white and all that stuff. And so like he really brings out all of his tricks for this movie. And and it was no shocker to me that the New Yorker ranked this as uh, the French Dispatch as their number one film. Oh, they, yeah. of course, of yep. course. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, this was not my favorite Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I probably, still really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it, and and I liked that it was in a sense an homage to journalism. Yeah, as well, exactly. Which I, I I liked that part of it. Mm-hmm. I think Anderson even said that himself that it was meant to be like a love letter yeah, to journalism. I, I I just I miss sometimes I miss. Slightly more simple Wes Anderson bottle rocket age. Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums is still my favorite Wes Anderson yep, movie. Uh, that's what I'm I miss that era of Wes Anderson. Bottle, bottle rocket worth watching, even though it's the just the, his first one. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love. Bottle I like rocket. bottle rocket. It was yeah. the first Wes Anderson. I watched it in college. I think uh, it was. I love it. But if, again, if, if anything, to, just I'm for the Wes Anderson performance, not for the yeah. Owen Wilson performance. I mean, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Because um, some directors they find their footing later on, and like the the, the guy you were just talking about. He's directing Mission Impossible, but he started off with the way of the gun, which is a f- like you said, it's good. It's fine. Yeah, it was pretty good. I didn't love it. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I, I that's what I'll say. No, but I wanted to know that if that's what it's like with Bottle Rocket. It's pretty good. I didn't love it, but like he did better stuff later. No, I think I, I think Bottle Rocket is actually very good. Yeah, Bottle um, Rocket. I think Bottle Rocket is better than most directorial debuts. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, did you see Rushmore? I, I've seen actually almost all of his movies. Okay. Uh, how do you pronounce it? The Darjeeling Limited. Mm-hmm. The Darjeeling. I have not seen that one. Yeah, and I have not seen Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom is great. I think Darjeeling Limited is probably his worst movie. Really? Yeah. I'm not a fan. I, I would put The French Dispatch in there, but not in the same way. Like, I think The French Dispatch is a more beautiful film. I think it's trying to do something more than the Darjeeling Limited. Yeah. What's the hotel one? But I didn't love it. That's just a short film. No, oh, Grand, oh, Grand Budapest. Uh, which is yeah. my I thought, wife's. I thought you were talking about Hotel Chevalier. Uh, other than the Royal Tenenbaums, oh, yeah, no, the def- Grand Budapest I'm, Hotel is my I'm wife's. I'm definitely favorite. very familiar with the well, shorts. It, <laughs> so it, it played before one of his features. And oh, so it's okay. like it's, it was pretty famous because gotcha. uh, at the time everyone was talking about because Natalie Portman does like a very artistic nude scene gotcha. in it. What's um, that called again? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Hotel for Dogs. There we go. Ah, Hotel <laughs> for Dogs. <laughs> well, yes, um, I, I would recommend Bottle Rocket. It came out in 96, obviously, so it's a little older. But um, So then I, very quickly, what's your favorite Wes Anderson uh, film? Royal Tenenbaums by far. Yeah. Brad? Same? Brad, yeah, same. I mean, Royal Tenenbaums might be a top 10 film for me. Life Aquatic I love the with Royal Steve Tenenbaums. Zizou is my I favorite really Wes enjoy Anderson. Life Aquatic's great. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. So it's my favorite one. Yeah. And I would... Rewatch the Darjeeling Limited, and I will probably never rewatch the French Dispatch. That's fair. All so right. I I might agree that the Darjeeling Limited is a worse Wes Anderson film than the French Dispatch. Yeah, but I'd rather watch it again yeah. than watch the sure. French Dispatch. My again. favorite is Bottle Rocket <laughs> <laughs> with Gary Busey's son. It's a great movie. So what's the last movie you watched then, Ben? Since you made such a fucking stink about it. You know, earlier. I didn't make a stink. I was just trying to play the no, rules you're, you're, of the game. Well, this isn't a game. This is our, li- our life. I watched Creed. Not a game oh, for us. cool! Thanks for bringing up a movie from what twenty fifteen. You've seen Price four yeah, times. Yeah, come on. I, I've seen it. Twi- I've seen it twice. This is my third time seeing it. I had seen it twice. Now it's number three. 
the the new Creed movie's coming out, so I, I wanted to do a rewatch. Yeah, it comes yeah. out in March, yeah. buddy. Yeah, listeners of this podcast already know that because we talked about it last week. Yeah, but thanks for bringing it up. But that's why I wanted to see it because it was fresh in my mind. What what is wrong right now? <laughs> you know what, <laughs> Brad? I'm done. I'm done. What? I'm done yeah, with it, this. You know what? I, I do have something I want to show. Is this a movie podcast? Because I, I watched about sixty percent of Creed two with with our friend uh, Joe. Alex uh, knows our friend Joe's in town, and he he just watched like the first forty percent. We finished it, and so I, I watched Creed two. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, you know what? It's a, wait it's a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I just got through the first twenty percent of Creed two. Oh, so you're watching Creed two again now? Of course, because I'm doing the rewatch. Up, up and you're gonna bring movie. it up next week, and you're gonna sh- take the podcast off another direction. Then what is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> next week we're gonna talk about trailers. You're gonna be like, "Well, I watched Creed two. Uh, you know, I can see why Rocky uh, Balboa's character uh, uh, is old. Well, no, I can see why they went from obviously he's the fighter to you know uh, to Creed's son being the fighter. What? But I mean, I can see that the amount of time that went from Rocky Balboa in the real world to Creed was what? What do you mean? Like like when was Rocky Balboa released? The movie Rocky oh, Balboa. Oh, uh, like 80, was it? No, 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 no not Rocky. Rocky. Oh, no, Rocky. Oh, not Rocky. Oh. God damn it. Not Rocky. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, I want to say 2007? Probably 2006. <laughs> 2006, yep. So 2006 and Creed's 2020, 20, 2018, I don't know. 2015, I think. Yeah, Creed is. Creed is 2015. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so nine years later. Yeah. Right? If we did the math correctly. Yes. And the difference between the believability of Rocky Balboa being a fighter, which in that last movie, sure. Yeah. I mean, he's all roided out, so it kind of looks the part. And now, holy shit, there's no, you would, why are you abusing the elderly? and they do it on purpose with the cancer and everything i get that no but, but, even, but even so you know it is interesting and i will um we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit when on our other podcast uh the 10 to 1 podcast where we talk about saturday night live uh because uh tom hanks makes a guest appearance yeah. and uh it's been six years since he was on snl and they did the david s pumpkin sketch and they bring that back in this episode uh, and I got kind of depressed because in the six years he's aged a lot, and it's he so looks funny. like an old in man. In my notes, in my notes, I literally have uh, Tom Hanks is getting old. Yeah, I'm so well, sad. This is, this is the first time I've seen him where I feel like, <laughs> oh so wow, sad. he's an old man yeah. now. <laughs> They're he's all sixty-six. Old. There is, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I will say though that the the crazy part in my brain was like when I saw Rocky Balboa. I yes, it's a little far fetched, but it wasn't completely bullshit, over the top, not believable. Yeah. And it's crazy how much he he really had aged in those nine years. Yeah, so yeah. that's all. No, that's that's totally fair. Uh, I feel like there's probably like a some kind sort of threshold there where all of a sudden like you just start getting older. I mean, honestly, like Tom Cruise is kind of there, but like if he didn't dye his hair, I'm sure it'd be like holy shit. Yeah, because you you can you're starting to see it around his eyes a little yep. bit when he like smiles, like the wrinkles and sure. on the side of his I eyes. Mean, but he's 59. Yeah. So, Something like that. Yeah. And he still runs like a champion. But the idea here is probably between 58 to 66 is like that little window where it's like, if you haven't seen him in a while, holy shit. You Alex, when's the last time you watched Creed? <laughs> uh, when it came out. And I've never seen Creed 2. When's huh? the last time you listened to Creed? Well, it's been longer than when Creed came out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard Creed on the radio today. Also, did Alex, you turn the station? When? I no? was with you I a lot it today. Up. <laughs> it was literally right before I picked you up. Very quickly here, Alex. The way you answered that question was very much like, like 
an, an old prospector hadn't seen something. Oh, yeah. Well, it's been a while. <laughs> I haven't seen Creed since Creed? The, the last full moon. <laughs> arms wide open, you're talking about. <laughs> oh, it's better, it's better spell. There's gold in there, Hills. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, uh, Brad, what's the last movie you saw? Was it any good? Uh, you guys want to talk about trailers? Hey, you know, I did, did, you, did you watch any more other movies? Uh, Sorry. I, so I didn't watch any other movies, but I will sh- uh, give a shout out that I watched the first episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. We're we're like uh, five epi- five or six episodes in. He's better than you. Well, there's yeah. only there's only six episodes. So yeah, yeah. So he's finished. I think it. we've no because we, they're releasing two. Oh yeah, they're, they're, yeah. there's a second half. Yeah. Okay, yeah. um, we're just gonna defer. Nate, he clearly knows more about this than Brad does. No. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know how many episodes. But I'm just saying, uh, you haven't gotten to the rat episode yet. Have no, you? no, I've only seen the first one, the lot 36. Okay. But yeah, the, Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. The okay. uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm definitely it's really well to, done. To I hope I hope I hope they do a second chapter. It's so fun. It is. It's really well done. All right, and it's good to have they they've gotten a great cast, right? I mean, it's yeah. just. They've gotten great filmmakers to make it. They've is got it R rated? Storytellers. Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. TVMA probably. I, but yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think like I shouldn't play it at the arcade tomorrow night. No, <laughs> I mean, no. N- no. not you not, have, not because there's like I don't think I've seen any new. You have too many. Anything, you have too many kids though. But there, there is some. I, like, have, I don't have any kids. You know what I mean, dummy. There are some certainly scary scenes in it. Yep. All right, so I, uh, you can cut this if you want, Brad. Uh, but I do want to ask. I'm opening the arcade tomorrow for Halloween. No, I don't want to go. No, I, I already <laughs> went, I already went today. So like that wasn't the question. Chill. No, I I want to. <laughs> will you guys come? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I do want to bring the projector and throw up a, a movie on the wall. Yeah. W- with closed captioning. On. Oh, hostile. <laughs> <laughs> Human so centipede. I do want your opinions as far as like what would something be enjoyable that you wouldn't necessarily need. You know the I get it. The, all movies need the audio, but if you had to watch a movie just and read the subtitles, because we're not doing the audio over it. I would just do the most familiar one, something like, uh, you could probably put on something like Hocus Pocus. I was going to say, there's a little film called Hocus Pocus that yeah. seems to be quite popular this uh, year. Nightmare Before Christmas. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That one might Krampus. be a little, I think that one would be a little too gruesome. It for is your, PG-13, though. Yeah, but for the younger kids, though, I think that that's probably going to be... Frankenweenie. Frankie would be fun. Uh, Corpse Bride. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, probably. Rocky yeah, Rock Horror Picture Show? No. Young Frankenstein. You're going to get yelled at. it's all young, jokes. Young Frankenstein would be great. Yeah, and you like to read jokes. That's the best way to do them. Gremlins. Actually, it's not, that's not a bad. Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins would be fun. That's a good, that's a good transition. Oh, Gremlins is a good one. Yeah. yeah. That touches both. All right. I would love to have a poll. The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. But it's illegal to show a movie in public. Right. So I can't do that. But I would love to just be like, what movie? If, if we could do it, which one would you want? Yeah, I was going to say that's what you could do. Be like, hey, hypothetically, if we were going to do this, what would you want to see? Right. We won't, though. Wink. <laughs> anyway, you can cut all that. You're You're coming for that sweet arcade money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's. You it's, owe them 17 it quarters. Is, it is not profitable. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, well, it's new. When Alex and I were together this weekend and we were doing some some driving on the highway, uh, I noticed just like just that's what you guys do. That's together. what we do for we just fun. Go, we just go for highway. We go for highway drives. I'm gonna yeah. pick you up. You want to go look at the 65? Fl- you know it. And then we get and we just hey, roll. Look, at, I'm on a come on, let's do it. Look at that. <laughs> Alex, look at that leaf. Huh? Exactly. No, is that a is that an exit ramp? It is, Brad. It is. <laughs> should we should we take it? Well, it's been an I hour. I tried to wave you guys off to say stop because I was going to. That's why we didn't out. stop. Oh god, damn it, you assholes! What the fuck you do? Just like when we drive. What the fuck? <laughs> so there was took him on a highway drive like his little puppy. You know, little there's highway a, driving. There's a couple billboards uh, from car dealerships. We, oh, you know, you're skipping over the question. 
What do you do? You literally just we had uh, we had to go. No, we, we had to go pick up my friend Joe. We had stuff to do. Now it makes a little. But they take. And sometimes we like going for a drive. Uh, but no, so there's, there's a car dealership, local car dealership that they have. A, they have a couple billboards like this that say "Safe Ferris" just to call attention to it. And I'm not sure that they're allowed to do that <laughs> because, like, I guarantee you, if someone from Paramount or something saw the billboard, they'd be like, "Uh, no," because not only is it like using a trademark character name. What, what do they with say? "Safe Ferris" from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's another one that says McLovin. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a license plate that says McLovin. Plate. And I'm like, I, I guarantee you, you'd be in trouble if somebody from one of these studios saw these billboards. Because not only is Safe Ferris like, using a trademarked character name, and it's the, it's, See, it's, think- the, it's the phrase, no, hold on. There are t-shirts that say Safe Ferris on them that have the Ferris Bueller's Day Off logo on them because it is it is a thing that is like trademarked from the movie. On top of that, there's also a band named Safe Ferris. I, I was thinking more of the band. Yeah. The, the ska but the, punk but, band. But they are named that, that I, because of the movie as I well. Think I know. that the, if anybody has, uh, so in the, in that world, because I had to do a little research when we were doing some some intellectual property things. Yeah. About highway driving? The, Yes, for the uh, for the escape ah, room, and we were looking it. into things like that. Yeah, and if it's the the literal title of the film or the little ti- title of a song, title of a, a band, yeah, you can get you will obviously get a seasons of assist. If it is something like I could I could have called my arcade Noah's Arcade from Wayne's World, yeah, but I couldn't say from Wayne's World, but I can call it Noah's Arcade all day long, and and theme it after it, and they, nobody could say anything because it's par- it's in the movie, but it's not. They, you can't trademark yeah, they, that they part of the they, movie. They haven't trademarked a big love. That seems weird to me because I feel like they're using somebody else's intellectual property to, oh, they like, are. to, to yeah, to you are, draw attention like, and like yeah, do your act. There are very specific subsets of rules for that. Well, yeah, it's like a fair use thing, right? So, like, if they they have to allow this area to allow other areas of fair use to be in play, or else, because I don't think you could qualify that. Uh, like McLovin on a license plate, you can get that, right? Like, I could go to the DMV and sure, pay yes. to have McLovin as my license plate. Yeah. And that wouldn't be anything because that's within the same area of fair use. If they put that kid who played McLovin up yes. there and like yeah. it was like, McLovin yeah. loves our cars. That's not cool. Every every time <laughs> I've ever had this conversation with a lawyer buddy of mine, he said, if you imagine a truly impartial judge seeing this and being like, what was the intent? And can you prove or disprove that you're actually making enough money and it's damaging the other person? Right. So whether or not a studio would would actually send you a letter and actually do something about it, that's probably a different or that, conversation. Or but, that the people that made that film are genuinely endorsing right, your product. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The general endorsement rule is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And welcome to back to Go Law Yourself. Entertainment yeah. Law. Hey, Brent, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? <laughs> oh, we're good at this. We're really killing it today. Hey, uh, do you guys want to talk? Talk about something we don't really talk about a lot. Oh, finally. Uh, yes. Did your rash come back? Trailers. Oh. Oh, I thought you were going to do a bit. No, no bits, just no, trailers. Just trailers. No bits. No bits. Just trailers. <laughs> Go, Go flick yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, really uh, dialed in the market on uh, this well, podcast. Well, Ben, on the last episode, uh, you famously renounced the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I did. Which, which I just loved Splashing that all over social media. Yeah, like you, you really, really did take which, joy. Which in again, that. I did not invent. He put it. Brad edits the podcast. Well, to he be put fair, I, the, um, I don't. I don't want to say that. I. I don't want to say that. Like I did this myself. Like I was guided by inspiration. You yeah. Know? No. No. The Holy Spirit guided you. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. One might um, say I was. Yeah. I was touched by an angel. Mm-hmm. Roma Downey. And I'll show you where. You guys done? It's just you hate Marvel. I don't hate. Yeah, you re- you came out and you really just kind of Spe- took a took a shit on the MCU. Alex, I know you haven't listened to the last episode. 
Oh, no, I think I did. did while I did dishes. Actually, I was trying to. Thank you, Alex. Sorry. It's nice to actually have so, but, a fan. But we're gonna, to, and now I know what's coming because he's gonna get real mad about stuff. No, I'm probably. not getting real mad about we're, anything. But we're gonna talk about Shocking. the Guardians surprise, of surprise. the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special trailer came out. It's a a new uh, holiday special coming to Disney Plus. I am loving the Christmas stuff, guys. Loving it. It's loving another it. special presentation. I am jolly it is. And it is fat. following in the the footsteps of Werewolf by Night, which was like their their Halloween special. And now they have a holiday special. Uh, and this is from James Gunn, written and directed by James Gunn. So for this me, is so not fair. I was so I, I'm I'm ready to trust James Gunn. But I will be honest. No, you trust James Gunn. He's done. I do. He's, I do. Uh, but don't, I don't butt this though. This I did not like the way this trailer was put together. It was a little Doesn't too matter. Doesn't matter. A little too cheesy for me. With it's the with the with cheesy. the I, I I know I know. But like I was I wasn't expecting it to this to have this vibe. Like. With the cheesy jingle bells ringing in the if background, you, okay, but if and you the, just if you let me, just, can I finish? Can I can I finish? <laughs> if you can, can I finish? No, no. Can if I finish? Just take the music. Excuse me, can I finish? If you just take the music off of that, it's a fine trailer. They chose uh, uh, two camping. Okay, music. you can't just fine. say if you remove a key part of the presentation, it's it's different because of course it is. Take Dave Bautista out of that. No, and that's the music. not. At all. If you take and the dialogue out of movie, it's a silent film. It's a silent film. You uh, know exactly what but, I mean. But I know. They but that, went too campy with one aspect of the trailer. Not and the if you would thing. let me finish, not you piece thing. of trash, what I would say is I like the concept of what is still yeah. here because uh, the Kevin Bacon gag especially is great. Like it, It's a perfect idea that fits in with what back. we've seen from the Guardians before. It's a great And I like back. the idea of them doing something nice for Peter because he's you know obviously upset because Gamora is, is gone and they're trying to find her. That's going to be a, a big thing that comes back in Guardians Volume 3. Um, but yeah, it's the the presentation of this trailer for me just didn't feel right, and especially didn't didn't really feel like like a like James Gunn. You all know, right, all right, Nate, go. Uh, yeah, no, so, go ahead. Go no, rip him apart for hating the MCU now. Yo, he now he hates the MCU, no, right? He, no, he he actually just said he didn't like the trailer. That's fair. Um, I, I like this trailer. Said though. the same thing about Quantum Mania. I just said I didn't like the trailer. Hey, and now hey, I hate the MCU. Ben, and now Brant says the same kind no, of after same talk. thing. After we talked about the trailer, you talking about you know uh, these Marvel movies just because so, just, just so cookie cutter and like yeah I know what's gonna happen. There's nobody like, nobody. Oh, likes there's gonna be new characters anymore. in a different world and uh, yeah I get it I get it you know Kevin Feige should be fired. Gosh, there was bring Zack Snyder to the MCU. You're carrying around a little chip on your shoulder about Thor: Love and Thunder because. There was something in that for you, and it wasn't for everybody, and so you just got this little chip, and you know sometimes you don't realize that that it's there, Thank you, and Alex. it's okay, it's okay. I'm sorry, okay. I'm, I'm sorry that you're not into Ant Man or science. <laughs> hey Ben, I'm sure hey ben. if there were a couple of singing goats or you know three or four <laughs> different plot impression. lines that never get resolved, you'd be all about it. But <laughs> hey, here about this trailer. James Gunn, I read an interview. He's been trying to get this thing made for years. Yeah. Like, he is, like, incredibly passionate about this Christmas special. Yeah. Um, and it is going to actually be canonical. Yes. It, there, there's things he said that are going to happen in this yeah. that you're going to want to see because it's going to play out in, well, you know. of course things are going to be comical. It's a fucking Guardians movie. That's not what he said. Canonical. You, open your ears. Uh I, I do love the Guardians Galaxy. I like the whole world, right? Of I was going to say the Guardians Galaxy. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy Galaxy. I love the Galaxy. I, the I do love the right. universe. I love the characters. Um, I even like Chris Pratt in this. Don't, don't hate me. No, this um, is, I mean, he's, he's, this he's is, good in this. This is what he does well, right? Yeah. Um, Best Mario so, voice I've ever heard. <sighs> no callbacks right now. All right. He's being serious, Ben. All right. 
I'm laying out my heart right now. All right. About you're being serious about the movie where Drax kidnaps Kevin Bacon I for a Christmas that. present, and then they jump on the trampolines. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's totally the, cookie cutter, great. just like Marvel. It's, it's going to be. I've seen 40, this before. It's going to be 40 <laughs> minutes of me having a permanent smile on my face and just loving every second of it. I, I just can't wait. I can't wait, Ben. I still like Marvel, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't. You know what? What's the next thing? I didn't even notice the jingle bells thing because I was still trying to put together how serious I was supposed to be taking everything that was happening. Because, right <laughs> like, I was aware of a little bit of backstory that, like, I knew that this was something that he really wanted to do. Yep. And that made sense because you can tell when he really wants to do something, it's usually pretty good. But, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, is this a fake commercial? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is it, it like is it a made, thing? It made it feel like coming? a joke, kind of. Yeah. And, like, I think that was the intention, though. Which is fine. But, like, I, like, I was just, I, I yeah. didn't really have time to take stock of what was happening because I couldn't tell if I was supposed to be. Yeah, I, I think taking he it seriously. It to be a family Christmas movie. No, trailer. He, he does because he's he's even said he is he genuinely loves the Star Wars holiday special. Yep. One of the worst Christmas productions to ever be made. He, he's sentimental about how much yeah. he loves it. Yeah, he yeah. really does. And and fortunately for us. I think this is going to be a lot better than that. <laughs> have you have you guys ever watched the full Star Wars? No, I've only seen I clips, it one time. But... Ooh, guys, I, I I I might assign this to you guys, especially oh, you, Nate, because uh, if you're going to no, no, you love Christmas, that's, that's absolutely yeah. I get to give I you your next movie. It. it will be the, ho- the holidays. Well, no, we're gonna, hold off until December. December. That's going to be holiday season. It already. We're is. in Thanksgiving season. Yeah, we're, we we don't want to dump, dump too early into Christmas. You know, it's my movie. I can decide whatever I want, and I'll make my decision. He's he's so bitter. He doesn't. He can't even like. Just he isn't even. He can't to wait do. to we ruin had the, the Marvel same universe. Issue yeah. with two different trailers, <laughs> and yet I get shit on, and you get a free fucking pass, and I'm sick of it. You took your complaining to another level. I did you not. started complaining you about other personal. Marvel movies. You made it personal. You opened the text with, "This is the worst trailer I've ever seen." You can't just put words in my mouth. That's what Nate does. No, he he no he knows what you said, and he repeats it perfectly. We're, I, we're, the verbatim, thing about the Kevin Feige. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I didn't say it. No, you did in your eyes though. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you you make a lot of statements with your face. Yep. There's a lot of nonverbal <laughs> communication happening. Like right now when you threw your glasses right there. I didn't even throw my glasses. What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> that's about? you that's you being like I'm done with Marvel again. Yeah, like I really loathe that's Chris Hemsworth. I can't see myself sitting here for another minute being <laughs> shit on. Nate, Nate, I know I know you've seen people stray from the Lord before and yeah. I feel like oh, this is like my that. Oh god. Ben is taking I, his shirt off. He has a black Adam tattoo <laughs> that he got this week to nail down just how he it feels is, about it. It is a lightning bolt on his chest and pure black all over his body. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like it was time consuming and painful. <laughs> Costs so much. Granted, the black looks kind of scribbly, not not perfectly filled in. He didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, it was I, didn't, I didn't have a lot was of time. Was it time or did he run out of ink? <laughs> a, little, a little column A, a little column B there. Fortunately, we don't have a ton of time uh, to, to wait for this it comes out november 25th yeah so it's so right along with santa claus we're gonna have a lot of great holiday stuff on disney plus <laughs> i hope you know what santa claus is a canonical character in the marvel comics universe so i hope that we get santa claus oh, i'm sure in the gardens of the galaxy oh that's the crossover yeah. i'm waiting for uh by the way the santa claus we're not talking about that but i did not know that was a show until this week when the oh yeah yeah out. i thought it was another movie no no it's, but, it's a it's a series 
Ghost. And it's funny because like the plot is basically the same as the Santa Claus sequel. But now they can let it breathe. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Now they have room for subtlety. Do you remember is when it? the first uh, Santa Claus ended and you were just sitting there going, that can't be the end of this yep. film. There's so much story well, my first, I my need first more. question, My first question after the first Santa Claus movie was over was like, wait a minute, where's Jack Frost in all of this? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I need to know where doesn't, he's been. Doesn't Santa have a villain that he's supposed to be fighting? It's a big part of his storyline. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things from the old North Pole Testament. And why isn't he getting laid? Those two questions should be answered <laughs> in the next films. Yeah, I mean, he probably got laid at least once because you know Mrs. Claus. Well, that's but he does not until he fulfills the Mrs. Claus. Hey, Alex, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> fulfills <you>? the Mrs. <laughs> Claus. <laughs> I get it, you dirty yep. son of a bitch. I have a question for you, Alex. Are you a fan of musicals? I am a fan of musicals. I am not a fan of children's choruses, so I did not enjoy that trailer the, at all. The trailer he's talking about is the second trailer <laughs> we watched this podcast, which is Matilda, <laughs> the musical. Matilda, the musical, uh, based on the Roald Dahl novel of the same name, uh, which was inspired a stage production, a musical version of Matilda, uh, which is much different from the movie version of Matilda you saw, directed by Danny DeVito around the mid-90s, starring a young Mrs. Doubtfire actress, Mara Wilson. Um, And it's a very different approach because of the musical aspect. And uh, this movie definitely feels bigger uh, than the 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 original Matilda movie because the original Matilda has a quaintness to it. it it's it's uh, not not a big budget production by any means. Um, they do practical effects when it comes to like her using her telekinetic abilities and things like that. Um, and it's very much like a '90s kids movie. And but this is a full fledged musical. Uh, with Emma Thompson playing the Trunchable, Lashana Lynch uh, playing Miss Honey, a very different role than what we've typically seen. Didn't her in. recognize Monica yeah. Rambo in that. I yeah. did not. And also uh, the new 007 from No Time to Die as well. Oh wow! So yeah, um, but yeah, this uh, I'm on the fence about this because um, I do enjoy musicals, but the, Alex kind of hit 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 like the nail on the head for me. There is something about hearing a bunch of kids sing that like I just don't give a shit. About I don't that. like children's choirs. I have children; they sing. In a choir. And I hate and it. I don't go to that <laughs> because I don't like it. And so, yeah, so I like, yeah, they started singing and it they was like. They need you to, you need them to know that you don't care and about some, that. Some of, it is, some of it is because it, it's, it feels like when you hear a lot of these kids sing, it's hard to understand the lyrics. That's not true. Okay, you guys are all wrong. This is going to be wonderful. <laughs> I, I, cannot, I cannot wait now, for Now, you're biased. I am biased. So Why? My Why son, are you biased? My he son was in the, this musical singing, um, this summer. As, as you guys know, I was oh, going okay. a lot. because A local my son stage was, production. Yeah. Of Matilda. <laughs> Did you go to it or not? I didn't get a chance okay, to go to it. Okay. He was excellent as Trunchbull, by the way. No. So here's the interesting thing about Trunchbull. Is in the musicals of Trunchbull. Played by a man. It's almost always played by a man. Um, so this was fair. a little bit controversial because uh, they went with a, a woman in this role. And it's typically a man uh, that plays this role. Uh, I love Matilda the musical. I love the musical. I, I the the songs. I didn't before my son got cast in the musical. So he was a the role of uh, Nigel, which is a one of the students. It's a lot of fun. I think it's fun for kids. Honestly, I mean, I I, I think adults can enjoy it, but I get what you're saying. It's not an adult musical. Um, right. So I I get that. I do think the, the music is great. Um, I, I, I didn't, again, know the music before my son was involved, but now I know the, all of the music. So it was fun listening to the trailer because I could I could pick out every song that they were going to do in there. Yeah. Plus, for fans of musicals, there's going to be a new song. Um, so if you're a fan of Matilda the Musical, they are uh, Tim Minchin? Yes. Uh, 
great wrote, comedian wrote a new song for it and so that's a big deal as well I, I, i'm i'm also again i'm i'm just a big fan of emma thompson i'm a big fan i of, am too but know. there's something that i'm not digging about her take on trunchable so far i don't know if it's because it doesn't seem like she's done enough to like manipulate her voice to feel like she's trunchable because i mean honestly it might just be pam ferris was so good as yeah. Trunchable in, in the 1995, 1996 Matilda movie. She looks more similar to what they do on the stage, not in the film. And so, but this is a movie. I know, but they're really but trying to play. Shut I up, Ben. You don't even like musicals. I the, love musicals. Some of the behaviors and some of the, um, I don't love musicals. the expectations <laughs> that you see on the stage, they're really trying to bring to the film. I think. Yeah, and I don't like that. <laughs> Once I found out that it was, if I wanted my movies to look like stage productions, I'd, I'd watch Chicago. I'd, g- yeah. I'd go to a stage production. Cats. Yeah, cats. You loved cats. No, I did not like cats and leads. Did I, I f- did I get horned up about Taylor Swift as a sexy cat? You bet your fucking ass. Oh, same with me and Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> he was a sexy ass cat. In that he was movie. man. I'm not joking. That guy's handsome. He was like a good looking cat, man. Did you have you heard the story about Jason Derulo? Yeah, they had to edit out his dick. Yeah, because he the unitar that they had him wear, like his, hey, apparently he's packing some. I would some I would ask my PR to put that that as well. I mean, if yeah. I had a PR, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Did you know they had a uh, green screen out of his huge cock? <laughs> yeah, Jay- never heard a famous tiny dick story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never. Those are never out there. Nope. nope. Everybody knows about William Defoe, and everybody knows yeah, about. Did you know that Henry, Henry Cavill's dick is one inch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody talks about nobody that. Talks about that. Everybody knows what John Hamm's got, but somebody in Hollywood has got to be Ken Jong. Ken Jong is actually uh, was very open about the fact well, that yeah, when he saw it when he did full frontal nudity in the Hangover, he's like, <laughs> he's like "Oh yeah, that's my dick." <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm a medical doctor, so fuck off. <laughs> would, ben, would you show your tiny dick if you were as rich as Ken Jong? Uh, that is uh, an, an inappropriate question, Brent. If I, it would make me wow. as rich as Ken Jong, I would. Ooh, okay. Uh, so. You just don't want to answer that question, Alex, because it just it's affirming you have a, a tiny dick. It's fine. Does the money green? Because if the money's green, the <laughs> dick like, size like, does not matter. Yeah. I would, I'm, I'm I disappointed caring about that. I, I would show money. money green, penis teen. <laughs> That's I would, right. I would show my enormous penis for a lot of money, yes. Yeah. I mean did, did something happen since the last time I saw it? <laughs> you should get that checked out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's swelling. That's the opposite of of healthy. Yeah. Once I found out that it was an actual stage musical already, though, mm-hmm. I was a little bit more on board because I was super opposed before I knew that it was yeah. already a musical. And I was just like, why yeah. would they, of all of the things that you could have done, why would you take a very enjoyable movie from the 90s and turn it into a musical well, to for be, some reason? To be fair, there but is. But then they already did it yep, on stage. Yep. That's fine. There, okay. there is also a big trend in Broadway late uh, of the past, I don't know, maybe five to seven years, uh, if not more, maybe even the full decade of, oh, yeah, of no. turning movies. I know. The Notebook is very popular now, and they turn the, that The Devil into Wears Prada, yep, yep. Mean Girls. Yes, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Aladdin. I want my musicals to be You're not wrong, actually. Musicals I'm not. I saw and it. stuff. It's awesome. Because I do like musicals. I just don't like yep. children's choirs. How do you feel about the like Tabernacle Choirs around Christmas? Uh, I go to the Christmas program that my children are in yeah. because I love them and yeah. want them to feel my support. Yeah. Uh, uh, just double, just coming back on the thing I said earlier where you're like, mm. well, he does bits. Well, they also know, <laughs> they also know that I'm not coming to any other choir oh, performance. And there it is. So I come to the Christmas one. That's my, this you're is the one I give daddy you. daddy being here, right? Because this right. is the only one yeah, I'm coming so to. This know is this. my Christmas and gift then, to you. We're going to go get on. some pictures. So. I mean, that's a, that's, I guess maybe that's a little bit better because, like, they're not 
they're not necessarily trying to sing at me, yeah. right? Like they're not like telling me a story with song. They're singing O Tannenbaum. I've heard that a lot. So I don't really need to be focused on what these children are trying to get across. So you're so you're cool if it's like you, like hearing the children's choir and like the Home Alone soundtrack and stuff. Yeah, like that. it's not bad. But even then, I like I'm I certainly if I'm like by myself and like I'm listening to Christmas music. Yeah. And like a children's choir Christmas music song yeah. comes on, I change that song. And it's not because it makes you cry. No, it's because I it I don't cry? enjoy What's listening on, to bro? children sing. What you want to talk? What's going on? You know, I just love the joy of Christmas. Nate, uh, are there parishioners that are like Alex Pappas where they just come to the Christmas service and that's it? And you're like, mm, yeah, we call those C&E Christians. They come to Christmas and Easter. Well, everyone at <laughs> everyone at my children's church are, is 100% aware of the fact that I have no yep. religious beliefs yep. at all. So, like, they're not, they don't, they know that I'm there's here no, to. Yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's a clear understanding. Yeah. Here, well, right? Pastor well, Jeff comes up and shakes my hand and says, Hey, good to see you again this year. And I say, Good to see you again, <laughs> Pastor Jeff. And then I watch my kids sing and I'll then I go home. Christmas. Right. And no one is expecting anything more out of me. In well, this one could argue not having religious beliefs is having religious beliefs, but. Not the people at this church. <laughs> 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 they don't. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, you know, I, I'm excited for Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one. Uh, ben, did you watch it or no? The trailer? Yeah, oh, of course. Are you going to see this? Uh, I honestly probably will because Bailey does really like Matilda and she likes uh, musicals, and so it's probably something we'll, we'll end up watching. Also, I will I will say like the other thing that makes this feel uh, different too is uh, it's full on British, whereas the Matilda movie that we got was an, an American thing. But it should be British. Yeah, of course, because Roald Dahl is British. The story is, you know, yep. ba- based in in the UK and, yep. and whatnot. But yeah, so it's a little bit different in that regard. I'm Trunchbo. Have some cake. Good. Oh, hey, that's an annoying thing that I thought. Uh, <laughs> the kid that plays uh, Boris Bogtrotter, I think his name is right. Uh, Bruce Bruce Bogtrotter. Bogtrotter. Yep. Uh, the guy, the kid who has to eat the cake. Yep. Uh, is it just me, or did they give the kid like? A padding suit, and he's not an actual chubby kid. Oh, I did not. I did not. He should be a chubby kid. See, because like like his, his role is a chubby kid. Yeah, but so his face looks like he's a chubby kid. But if, when I saw him running in a scene, it looked like his body wasn't shaking like he had a real belly. It looked like he was wearing a bodysuit. And so, to me, as a fat guy, that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> and I would like to see a real fat kid running around and yeah, having no, to eat that chocolate cake. Definitely. Before he's got the, a, a chubby face. You need to have uh, the parents force feeding their kids, make them gain the weight. You know, really, really make them make. If them Christian Bale can do it, kids can too. Unhealthy, and then go to that audition, and then when they don't get it, you know, just buy a pizza. Well, here's the thing. You have to watch the kid eat the cake because there's like the way that kid in the original Matilda movie eats the cake. Perfect. The look on his face. He enjoys it at first. And he's then eaten the cake before. Yeah, he's eaten the cake before and he's loved it. But then he gets to a point where Mm-mm, this is too much cake. You don't think that have like, you ever a normal that child that you had that? too much cake? Uh, No, but I, I will say that I have gotten to a point where I've had just like uh, too much milk. <laughs> Can you can we just actually uh Nate, can you just edit that one part out right there? Too much milk? I, I I need that. He doesn't edit the podcast. Oh I damn it. I do but, the uh, ten to one. He does yeah. Damn it. Can yeah, you but, edit that out, Brad? I'm not gonna edit it out. I'll keep it in. <laughs> no way, like so I can have it. Because I I love me some milk. Love milk. <laughs> Too much milk. Too much milk. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. Maybe I'll make it the new uh the new end sound of the time. <laughs> Too, Too much, much milk. milk. Too much milk. <laughs> oh boy. Hey. Ask old prospector Alex Pappas. <laughs> That's not too much milk at all. <laughs> You'll be fine. Uh, I would like to be the person on the outside 
who 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 has gathered up the opinions of your listeners and to bring this to you. Uh, we need to return to uh, the copyrighted impromptu song game, and we need the the made up original song that needs to stay for another thing. Like maybe it's trailers time, and like you sing a nice song for that. But the the game song. That needs to return to improvised copyright music. All he does is marry had a little lamb. I know. Time. That's the gag. The gag is it's incredibly easy to it's come not, up with a not, copyrighted it's song. It's fucking not, though. No, it really is. You just can't do it. Oh, and no, so no. that's why it's no, funny. No, 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 so he, when no, you no, open the door up saying, to just... Alex is saying it's easy to do a song that is... I know. Not, and that's why I like the version now. Right. Because yeah, it's yeah, not a bit. I don't yeah, get stressed it's just, about it. Now it's just... It's now it's so just not easy fun. Now. Yeah, and he he. But makes, Mary had a little lamb is a lot easier. But no, you can't. But be, not, for before, so can't not for Ben though. Not for Ben though. No, like you, you. Also, you can't do one you've already done. So it's not like I can be like, let's play some stupid games. Stupid. You can't do that. I've already done it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna yeah. come up with a new one, right. and I and I just can't. And this is the bit. It. This is enjoyable, fun podcast comedy, and the other stuff is just some singing. Yeah, man. And hey. I do. I gotta say, I agree with Alex, and so we're gonna bring back. The, All right, you have to make up lyrics I'm to game. an established song. I'm game. I know a lot of songs, so I and I don't. And it, I can even do Matilda songs. Mm, you guys I, want. I had two weeks. I had two. Weeks I'm of sorry. Absolute bliss where it was like, let's have. I'm listening for quality. You only. All right? you I'm only, listening. You literally for only just realized this on the last episode, even though Nate's done it like seven or eight yeah. times. Because I was trying to be Here's like the, thing, the way though, we used to do it. I listen to such bizarre music. You guys wouldn't even know if it's a, a song or yeah. Not he can anyway. do like a, a hymn about like a ship out in the yeah. sea or something, or like and an indie weird Bon Iver song that you. Kind of, right, First of all, it's Bon Iver, so you must not be into music that much. It's not. It is. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. No. I'm. In, I'm in to be awkward. Also, I'm telling you. Cool. I've listened. I've listened Thanks, to guys. all. Also, of- I just want to say I don't know how you pronounce that name. <laughs> I thought it was a purse company. The, the look and on, you told me the person who was on SNL this week, and I just just dumbfoundedly look old on when that Nate's happened. To Jack, Jack Sparrow. When yeah. you said <laughs> it's actually a bony bear, <laughs> he was like, "Huh? <laughs> you look like a dog that was looking for a treat." Or, <laughs> but I listened to such interesting music. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack Harrow was pretty good on SNL. Oh boy, we'll get to that podcast a different day. Uh, all right, uh, do you have a topic for us, Nate? Uh, I'm trying to find one, but we've pretty much went through all of the uh, films to be buried with. Uh, uh, let me see if there's. He only has there. like four questions. <laughs> <laughs> Does he well, ask the same I mean, four over and over again? Honestly, it's the same. Six. All right, here we go. Uh, here's the questions from there. Uh, here's the one. What was the first ever film you saw? Did we do that one? No. You want to do that one? The Gosh. first ever film we saw, like we were remember seeing. Yep. I mean, Gosh. sure. In the theater. We can do that. I would say do it in the theater, okay, probably. Yeah, yeah okay. Because that's that's probably a more formative memory than yep. the first time your parents put you in front of a television. Yeah, exactly. So you leave I, them I don't alone. really remember yeah. that. <laughs> I do remember the first film See, I, I ever saw I. in so, the theater. And it was in Laporte, even, at that church. Mine was in Michigan City. Theater. All right, Nate, well, why don't you start it off so I can think? Um, And I'm going to... Let me make sure this is right. Double check to make sure it's a movie. It's a stage play <laughs> that he was in. No, it, it's odd because I don't know why I saw this in the theater, but I'm going to guess Tremors. it got released after a certain amount of time or something, or they re-released it. The first film, or it could have been they were doing like a special, you know, do you remember they used to do like a, a dollar movie nights or a dollar movie where they would show an older film? Mm-hmm. So the first film I remember seeing in the theater is Bambi. 
even though yeah. it came out in 1946, it was in the mid 80s. I was probably four or five years old, and it scarred me so terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is why I remember it is because I was so taken back. I had not seen the film before, yeah. um, and I was so taken back by the mom getting killed. Fast forward, Ben, and my mom died. Oh Jesus! Also in a forest fire. No. Okay. Choking on her vomit. Sure. <laughs> ben. In a forest fire? That ben. was a good bump and spike that we yeah. did there. Uh, so I, I, I remember seeing it in the film. I remember, honestly, I remember even where I was sitting in the theater. I remember my parent, my mom was there and my uh, siblings were there. Uh, after that, I literally, I'm probably four or five years old. I'm just bawling. I'm just bawling because the, the mom died and that. And I have never liked Bambi since. I, I really don't like the movie Bambi at all. <laughs> I don't. Fair. Uh, I but also I don't like the movie Bambi. So I've, do you like the movie Bambi? Brad? Yeah, I like I like Bambi. You know, mm-hmm. I I watched a lot as a kid, and mm-hmm. so like it definitely. But you liked it. Yeah, it made me sad for sure. Mm-hmm. But I but I, I liked it. But his mom's still alive, so his dad's not though. No, that's yeah, fair. That's true. What which Disney movie has dads dying? Lion King. Most of the rest of them. <laughs> I know they usually keep the moms alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't remember this, but I believe my parents told me the first movie they took me to see in theaters was a re-release of Sword in the Stone, and I fell asleep during it. Um, so yeah, but you got to remember like you were like, yeah. an infant child, and I think that I believe the first movie that I remember seeing was Beauty and the Beast in 1991. There could have been How one. How old would you've been? Maybe five years old. Okay. Yeah, and so that's I think that's the first one that I truly remember seeing uh, in theaters. Um, that and then the following year, Aladdin as well. But like I'm, I'm sure there are others, but I definitely remember seeing those uh, because I, I very much enjoyed them. I also remember seeing uh, the original. Uh, I think it was in 1989 or 1990. The original. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, in the theater. My see, I never got to see it in theaters, and if it ever there was ever a repertory screening somewhere, I would love to see it on the big screen. It, I, I only ever watched it at home on VHS. I um, so it was I I got to go get my bucket pizza. Good. Um, and then we went to the Laporte Theater uh, to see it. And Did it was, that you bring in the pizza? Uh, I think <laughs> I ate it beforehand. Best day of my life. It was wonderful. <laughs> Alex, Alex, yeah, what's the first movie you saw in theaters? Uh, you remember. <clears throat> The, yeah, the first movie that I ever saw in theaters uh, was The Little Mermaid. Nice. Uh, uh, it was at Laporte. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny that you brought up the Ninja Turtles because my most traumatic movie memory is tra- is Ninja Turtles related. Oh. Uh, so go on. Yeah. So uh, so when I was a kid, both of my parents worked, so I went to childcare after school. Mm-hmm. Uh. And the childcare that I was in at this time was at the YMCA. Um, and I was really excited because that night, my dad was going to take me to go see the second Ninja Turtles movie the with Secret the rapping, The, the Secret of the Ooze, which came out in 1991. <clears throat> uh, and I was, I was, I just couldn't wait. Super thrilled. Was, As you should. Yeah, my, my whole life. Was there a special song that went with that movie? There was. It was a ninja rap. Yep. Ninja, ninja, yep. uh, rap. So... Uh, super excited. Somehow during that day at child care, I got in some kind of trouble. I did something. I feel like it. I feel like we were making our own buttermilk, and I like threw the buttermilk. I feel uh, like. All right. Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh But whatever. I got into some kind of trouble. Were you? Was you were making buttermilk at the at the daycare thing? Yeah. Like they give you some milk in like a jar, on, and you was shake it, on it up. Like the prairie, or 
I'm just it was the early 90s. They still hadn't really figured out what to do with kids. Yeah. Like, you're like, hey, give what? them a jar give and some milk and shake it up and <laughs> churn you, this butter. Did you not remember they the YMCA used to sell buttermilk? No. Yeah, no. So they, the kids would make it. And yeah. They would child labor. And then they would. No, sell they it. didn't. No, of course not. <laughs> but uh, so could have. <laughs> so I got in trouble. I got into some kind of trouble. My dad comes and picks me up from uh, child care. The amount of trouble that I got in was definitely not going to the movie tonight. You have lost that. You screwed up. So I was just distraught. Terror. Just, oh, my whole life was just ruined. So I was upstairs crying because I wasn't going to get to go see Ninja Turtles 2 uh, when all of a sudden there's uh, just this screeching cacophony of noise out uh, on uh, Indiana Avenue. Uh, when I was a kid and my parents were married, we lived on Indiana Avenue, uh, which is a very busy street here in our hometown. It's a highway, actually. Yeah. It is a highway. Uh, and look outside and there's traffic and screaming and my mom's coming running outside. Uh, so my mom, who at the time was still drinking, uh, was drunk and she left the back gate open and my dog got out and got hit and killed by a car. This gets sadder and sadder. So now, now we're back to going to the movie because that's going to make up, but I don't want to go to the movie because my dog's dead. But again, 1990s, nobody's still really sure what to do with their kids yet. This is the only thing my parents can come up with so to solve my dead dog. They took you to Sex, Lies, and Videotape. No, they instead. took me to this movie that I didn't want to go see. And then, I don't know if anybody remembers Secret at the U's, but at the end... Who doesn't remember? The dog There dies. is a dog that gets like mutated into like a cooler <sighs> dog. And, like, and it was just like, ah, dog! And it was just... I, I, I can still remember all the emotions I felt that day. Like the amount of excitement I had in the morning for seeing the movie, the disappointment in myself for the buttermilk fiasco, <laughs> the loss of my dog, the not being sure why my parents dragged me to this movie. This was not a day for this. Do you remember so, what movie you saw instead? No, we saw Ninja they Turtles. Saw, they oh, took me to okay. the said. Oh, no, but I thought he, I thought he was saying that like they took him to a different movie. No, but no. I didn't want to go. I was very sad. Gotcha, and this okay. was not he, the situation in which I wanted to sit to with his grief for a little yeah. while. Guys, but, like, guys, real quick. Mine was The Rocketeer. Oh, that's so good. That was that's pretty good. When that year when that came out? That was 91. Nine, were all of our Wait, Disney that was films? the first movie you remember seeing in theaters? That's the first movie you remember seeing. Yeah, you're like four years older than I am. Yeah. I was probably ten at the time. So they were all Disney films then? I'm, I'm just surprised you don't remember seeing movies I, before then. I mean, I'm sure if I sat here and actually went through the movies and then tried to make a yeah. connection. Yeah. I, but, you know, but like, on the spot we're here, talking about the first movie we remember. I remember the coming theater. home yeah. with, with some a group of friends that my parents and their parents took us as a group to the theater. I remember coming home and running up the stairs and then like putting on a backpack and like sliding down the Jumping stairs. Like, we were fly- like, seriously, <laughs> we were doing we were doing the Rocketeer stuff. Like, I remember being so excited. Who in stars the in the Rocketeer? I don't even remember that. I mean, like I remember the film. He's I remember a handsome fella. Yeah, I forget. But what like, I don't even remember is. who was in that. Yeah, it's gonna look it up. Cabell. I'm sure it's not. It's not. Henry He's got Brendan Fraser hair and uh, good jaw. I know Terry, Billy Campbell. Yeah, Ter- yeah. Terry O'Quinn from Lost is in it. I remember that. Alan Arkin's in it. Jennifer yep. Connelly, Jennifer Connelly, Timothy Dalton, yeah. Paul's the bad guy, Sorvino. but the, not the bad bad guy. Yeah. So that yeah, that was. That's pretty good. Again, I could probably rack my brain and come up with something, but I, that's the first movie I remember coming back that's a good from. One. That's a good and, one. And like celebrating. I don't know if this film's any good. I remember loving it. Oh, yeah. I did, I've did. i never rewatched it. I don't want to yeah. take away that. Oh, you magic. It's one of the, Is it still good? Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. a good. It's a, it's and a it, has the, it has one of the best distillations of uh, movie villain rules uh, because the whole movie, the gangster's the bad guy until the Nazi shows up. And then everybody, even the gangster, is, well, we can kill the Nazis. We're friends. Yeah, we're all like, yeah. Is my friend. And like, okay. that's the best. That's the best yeah. way to describe. Like, 
who can the bad guys be in movies? Well, the bad guys can always be Nazis. Mm. Even if everybody else is a criminal, they'll become the heroes once the Nazis show yeah. up. Until 2022. Yeah. You know. My my favorite theatrical experience as a kid, though, was uh, a birthday party because... Um, but this is the first one. The What? Are you He's talking about the Happy Death Day? What? <laughs> is your malfunction? It's a birthday movie? I so uh, the Empire Strikes Back special edition came out exactly on my birthday in 1997, February 21st. I feel like I was at this. I think we've been like 13. you. You weren't no, but we a lot like, of people you knew yeah. we, we didn't invite you. <laughs> I was after I the, was I was not like friends with. No, Alex after the buttermilk incident, he, like, he, he heard me with it. buttermilk in the wine <laughs> stand. I was like, done. Fuck You're not going to my birthday party. Tell your party. dad and kill your dog later. You're You're uninvited, buttermilk boy. But yeah, so uh, it came out on my birthday, and I told my parents I was like, I want to go. We like twelve. I want to go. So. Uh, I would have been t- eleven, okay. and so I told my parents I was like, I want to go see The Empire Strikes Back on my birthday because I, I was obsessed with Star Wars at this point. I wanted to go with my friends, and so my parents got me and like ten of my friends out of school a little bit early so we could get there to the movie early enough for the first showing. Michigan City Dunes Plaza saw Empire Strikes Back, and then we went to South Bend, I think it was, to go to Chuck E. Cheese. For oh, my birthday. What a Holy treat. Shit. What a treat. It was a blizzard on the way back, and it was a sleepover birthday party, so everyone came back to my house. We had a sleepover, and we just went fucking crazy in our basement, <laughs> and it was a great day for Brad. Why wouldn't you have gone to South Bend to see the movie? Just because it was easier to get to Michigan City sooner. Oh, okay. That's After fair. school. That's fair. Yeah. The whole time change That's thing. Fair. Yeah, fair. Pain in the ass for movies. Well, guys, I think we did it. We talked about The Empire Strikes Back, which was my goal. Did you do you have secret goals for every episode? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever met them? Is this the first time it's this happened? It's actually the first time. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Actually, uh, well, it's two goals because I wanted to bring up sex lies and videotape, and I did that as well. So that one felt kind of forced. Though. It did because it was in. I was head up, locked in the chamber. I was trying. Yeah, trying yeah. too hard. Yeah, trying yeah. too hard. I'm just glad you tried. I, you know, what? next time there'll be a game song, and I'm not fucking singing it. Oh no! You will sing the game song, and you will write. I will. I'll write do. it. I'll be. I'll, I'll write a game eventually. But like we, we gotta get you back know what to I'm writing do Next time I have to write a game, I'm gonna do it to a Sugar Ray song, and I don't know which one yet. But I'm gonna do it to a Sugar. This is Ray another song. problem. Is you, this your you, you, incredibly uh, esoteric <laughs> musical taste that you have? No, I just want to bring. <laughs> we weren't gonna know anything about. Write, <laughs> I, I like to bring bizarre songs. Sugar Ray. Like, I'm actually taking this as a challenge. I'm very excited about. I it. just want to try. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every every podcast there's a movie game that we play and i ask you questions about some uh, films uh, boom you did it yeah uh, see look at that already oh, quality going. i wasn't done yet go <laughs> i know it's not fun but i'll see <laughs> if you can answer with the right name of the movie i ask <laughs> <laughs> i just want to die <laughs> Right. Good job. Guys, we did it. Uh, uh, Alex Pappas, thank you so much for being You're here. Thanks for having me. Nate, Brad, I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. If you like the podcast, uh, please subscribe. Uh, uh, iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And the YouTube. Stitcher, the YouTube. We have a YouTube for Go Flix Yourself. Please check it out. It's a fun way to listen to the podcast if you don't like doing other normal podcast listening things. Um, and uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, it's work. No, no, it's no. good work. I know. I like it because. That sounded be- like you were no, slamming no. him. No, no, but. I- I personally think it's weird that if people listen to podcasts on YouTube, but I like that Nate's doing it because he's recognized that people do do that. I, I don't think it's weird at all. I'm not trying to alienate anybody. I think it's amazing if you listen on YouTube. I'm not going to alienate you, but if you listen to podcasts on YouTube, it's fucking weird. Uh, 
Uh, but please, but, but please, yeah, please, but please do. But please keep us. Yeah, fucking uh, rate it five stars. Tell us what you think. Ask us questions. Send us comments, uh, concerns, and uh, you know we'll we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?